for our first student lunch uh, of the year. And if we haven't met yet, my, my name is John. Uh, I'm one of the elders here at the church, and I have the wonderful privilege of, along with some others, leading the, the student work um, of our church. So if you, if you are new, welcome. It's great that you're here. Um, if you're a post-grad, I'm so delighted you're here as well. If you're one of our youth from church, so secondary school age, you are so welcome that you guys are here. A special shout out to them. They're joining us just at this lunch, which is really lovely. Um, the goal of these um, student lunches is to provide a chance for us to enjoy some food together. Um, lunches is in the title. Um, and so for that reason, I thought it would be especially appropriate right now if we thanked Matt and Ashley, who will definitely appreciate me doing this, and all their helpers who made lunch possible. So I think we should give them a wild round of applause. person I just want to introduce you before we, we make a, a start, and that's just to draw attention. Stephen's here. Hello, Stephen. Do you want to wait? Stephen um, is part of our church. He was playing the saxophone in the band this morning, but he's also working for Friends International, which is a, a Christian organization that wants to welcome international students here in St. Andrews. Please go chat to Stephen. Stephen will also come and, and, and chat to you guys at some point. That would be really lovely. Uh, great. So I mentioned that um, student lunches, one of our goals is to eat lunch. Um, but one of the other big goals is to look at God's word together and to consider what it might say about certain topics or, or themes or issues and in a different kind of context to our AM or PM services or, or even our life groups, our, our midweek small group Bible studies. Uh, God's word is central to all that we do at this church. It is the best we've got. It's honestly all I've got to, to give to anyone. And so it's great that this is a space for a slightly more relaxed and informal way of looking at the Bible and, and how it can help us love Jesus more and grow to be more like him. And very practically, this will be much shorter than a sermon. Uh, many of us come to both services and we don't want to get oversaturated with a, a ton of information. And hopefully it'll also be a, a little bit cooperative and, and discussion-based. So what are we doing today? Well, we thought that for our first student lunch, we would consider God's vision for his church, uh, the mission that he has given us to do, it so happens to be the mission of our church and of our student work and of our youth work and all that we do. God doesn't just save us from our sins. He saves us for something. He's given us a, a job to do. And so why this topic, uh, why our mission and vision and what the church should be all about? Well, one, if you're new here, here's what we are all about. Uh, and two, if you're a regular and you've been here for years, we want you to be absolutely sure about what we're about. Uh, before we dive into to Matthew 28, we're just going to read a couple of verses. We'll discuss it in our tables. 
uh, will come back to me. It'll be a lot of fun. We're going to play a game. It's quiz. And we're going back to this idea of the, the mission or, or vision of the, the church. And at St. Andrew's Free Church here, uh, in our student work and everything that we do, uh, our mission statement is that we are passionate about knowing Jesus and making him known to the glory of God. If you go to our website, that's what it would say on several different pages in separate, several different ways. And we get that from the Bible. I'm just going to read to you a, a couple. We're going to spend a few minutes on that one. But, you know, John 17, verse 3, Jesus in the upper room, the high priestly prayer, one of the high points of his ministry. And he says this, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, know you. At John 20, the end of John's gospel, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. End of Luke's gospel, Luke 24, repentance and forgiveness of sins must be proclaimed in my name to all nations. Acts chapter 1, the Lord Jesus is about to ascend to heaven. What does he say to his disciples? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, where they were, Samaria, a little bit further, and to the ends of the earth. And I guess, I suppose, in the first century, that would have included um, Scotland. But specifically, and perhaps most famously of all, in Matthew chapter 28, we read the words of the resurrected Lord Jesus addressing his followers right before his ascension. We're going to read the, the, the four verses. If you've got Bibles in front of you, great. It'd be good to have it open. I've only put two verses up there. Um, Grace is going to read them. We're going to read from, from verse um, 16. Let's do that. So let's read Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Thank you very much, Grace. Uh, famously, a passage known as the, the Great Commission. And I'd like to add, you know, if, if a company's mission statement is, is unclear or, or vague or unhelpful, some would say it's doomed to fail. And this is why it's really important that as a church we have a, a clear and helpful and biblical vision and mission. If we lose sight of what the Lord Jesus taught about what the church ought to be doing, we could become distracted or, or dysfunctional as a church or even worse, disobedient. Um, whether you're 12 or you're 20 or a little bit older than that in this room, it can be so easy to drift and just get on with life and living for comfort in the present rather than enduring suffering with the hope of glory that awaits and the sacrifice that will come with that. So many things are gonna compete for your attention while you're at university or at high school or even if you're supposedly a grown-up. Um, it's so easy to lose sight of the central thing, um, God's vision for his church, what we've adopted here in our local church. And so what I'd love for you to do, just for five minutes, uh, and you can help me out with this, is 
in your groups, maybe the whole group if you've got a small group or in threes and fours, um, two questions to just help us understand this short passage and then we'll draw a lot of our thoughts together. What, what does the passage say about Jesus? Who he is, what he does? And what does it say uh, about the disciples? What they're to do? So five minutes in our groups, just looking at those two short questions uh, and then I'll, I'll tie things together after. Let's do it. Um, I hope some of those conversations were really helpful. Um, if you've got any questions about the passage or the Bible, um, come grab me at the end. Come grab one of the members of staff. We'd love to uh, chat more uh, about the Bible, um, for sure. Um, I'm going to shout them out. And if nobody shouts them out, I'm going to point at a table. And if nobody from a table points out, I'm going to start shouting out people I know. Um, to, to tell me things. That's how it's going to work. I'm going to work based on awkward silence, and I'm going to move on. Um, would anybody like to shout out some things about what we learn about Jesus? All, he has all authority. Thank you, Sam. Really helpful. Yeah, to be worshipped. Thank you, Patrick. Anyone else? It says he's with us at the end of the age. Yeah, I love that promise right at the end. I am with you always to the end of the age. Super helpful. L lots of things in just two verses um, about the Lord Jesus. Um, great. What about the, the disciples? What do we learn about them? Sorry, Wilson, were you saying something? <laughs> Wilson, share with the class. So he had doubt. Yeah. Interestingly, after he had doubt, Jesus was very clear in his teaching. Yeah. So the way that it sort of shows that he had doubt, he still does it. He still makes it clear to us who he is. Super helpful. Thank you. Anything else that we learned about the disciples? They were commanded to go. And the disciples of all nations, that's why I say in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And it's also teaching them to observe, or obey, or Jesus has commanded. Yeah, thank you very much, Toto. Absolutely. Let, let's draw a bunch of these um, things together and, and hopefully see how they point to what is our mission as a local church. Um, you, you guys helpfully mentioned, Sam brought up, all authority, that the grounds of the command, the grounds of the Great Commission is Jesus claiming to have all authority under heaven and on earth given to him by God the Father. And I guess a, a legitimate question in light of the Great Commission might be, you know, what grounds does the church have to go and tell people to change their beliefs? to start living for someone who died 2,000 years ago. Jesus' answer to that question is, I am already Lord of all. And it's really interesting, what's just immediately preceded our passage is Jesus' resurrection. Jesus' resurrection proves that he is indeed Lord of all. The historical and verifiable event whereby Jesus was dead on a Friday, 
and alive on Sunday confirms beyond doubt that he does have all authority over everything. The Apostle Paul puts it like this in, in Philippians 2, speaking of the resurrected Jesus, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and give him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is true. Um, if, it, if it weren't true, it is the most outrageous claim of a crazy person. But that's the grounds on which Jesus gives the church a mission, a, a job to do. And Toto, you brought it up helpfully, the, the disciples are commanded to go and make disciples. Jesus has all authority, and so the one with all authority commands. And I guess if you were to summarize all that's going on in these commands, that the, the goal is growth. Growth in terms of people coming to know Jesus, but also growth in terms of people growing like, to be like Jesus. So, so growth in breadth, I guess. You know, going to those who know nothing about Jesus. In this town in St. Andrews, when, when you guys aren't around, there's about 7,000 people here. When you guys come, if you're an undergrad or postgrad, there's about 17,000 uh, most of those people don't know about the Lord Jesus and the good news that he came, that he came to save sinners. And so that means that almost 17,000 people in this town are headed to hell. That's what Jesus taught the most loving man who, who ever lived. And so we as a church want to take this mission to know Jesus and to make him known incredibly seriously. It's not just about knowing stuff about him, but, but knowing him and personally. Uh, to say to a classmate, maybe, come to, to church with me on Sunday, what have, you, what have you got up to? Come and hear about Jesus or come check it out for yourself. I wonder how many people in your halls of residence whether you're at DRA or Uni Halls or wherever you might be. Those are the only two I know off the top of my head. Um, how many of them would be willing to, to come to church, maybe, uh, to come to a life group, to read the Bible um, with you, if only they were asked? Uh, I, I wonder, uh, and I leave it with you, but it's certainly the reason why, as a church, we take this part of our, of our mission the command from Jesus incredibly seriously. So that's just growing in width, but also growing in depth. Jesus taught the disciples to teach others to observe all that I have commanded you. You can also translate that to obey all that I have commanded you. Jesus doesn't just care about converts. He cares about disciples. And discipleship is hearing Jesus' words and putting them into practice. And we, as a church, want to help you do that. Our mission is to know Jesus and to make him known. To, to help you love him more, listen to his words, uh, obey the one with all authority. And what do we obey? Amazingly, uh, you can look at the verse, it says everything. Everything that I have commanded you. The, the hard bits of scripture and the bits that we find a lot easier and less awkward to share with our friends. So the mission of the church is to, to help one another to grow in obedience to God's word. 
Only God the Spirit can change our hearts, but we can speak the truth in love to one another. We can spur one another on to love and good deeds. And in our church, we want that to happen formally and informally. Formally, it's something like this. Or on a Thursday night, our small group Bible studies, our life groups. Sunday morning and evening services as God's word is preached. And informally, as you make friends in this room and go for walks and go to Janetta's and have lots of coffee and just chat about how we can encourage one another to obey all that Jesus has commanded. Uh, there's more to it than that, but I just want to share that. But simply, let's, let's finish on that promise. Um, uh, Philip did uh, highlight that, that last verse, surely I am with you always, or behold, I am with you always. Jesus really cares that you pay attention to this last sentence of the first gospel. It's the first all in our passage that holds everything together. Jesus has all authority, so we go to all nations teaching to obey all that Jesus has commanded, and he himself is with us all the time. We've spelled out the church's mission, and I wonder if you're thinking that that might be really hard. I certainly do. Um, I wonder if you're tempted to think like me um, sometimes. Ooh, uh, I'm not so sure I'm up to it today. It'll be really hard to, to grow in obedience to kill sin, to invite friends to to church, to a guest service, to a see you event. It's really hard to be a witness to a family member who isn't a Christian. It can feel lonely and maybe even impossible with such a big mission, the mission of Matthew 28. Jesus says, as he closes, that the Christian is never on their own in this mission. Jesus is Emmanuel. That's how he was introduced in his birth in Matthew. His birth begins with Emmanuel, God is with us. And the end of Matthew ends with, I am with you always, till the end of it. That beautiful motif that runs through all of Matthew's gospel. The way you can know God's presence always is through Jesus. And what Jesus says when he says, I am with you always, I am always with you until the end of the age. That repetition, he's saying there won't be a single second, a minute, an hour, a day, a week, a month, a year that I am not with you. There won't be a single day that Jesus isn't with us in this mission that he has given the church. So so why does all of that matter? Why bring that up uh, at this um, student lunch? Well, having reflected on it quite a lot and and with the help of my dear friend Kirsty, who's at one of the tables there, Christy's our our women's worker and part of the student team with me. It's become increasingly apparent to me, and I wonder what you think. Feel free to challenge me on this one, um, by all means. And I'll certainly include myself in in, in this way of thinking. It's easy to think of church as all about community and family, um, but rarely as a a mission team with, with a job to do. Uh, If we do see you, maybe, in this room, uh, that's where making him known happens, whereas the knowing him happens at at church. Now, obviously, that's a caricature. Uh, It's one I believed when I was a student, for sure. I maybe wouldn't have said it, but it's how I I functioned. 
And don't get me wrong, we are a family. If you're a Christian here today, I am your brother. You are my sister or brother. And that's a beautiful thing. And you are very welcome here. This is where you should find community, deep friendships and lifelong relationships that will help you live for Jesus when it's hardest and when it's a little less hard. Don't get me wrong, also see you is brilliant. And it reaches a lot of places where the church has failed to reach. But I hope that off the back of Matthew 28, we're starting to see that we're both a family, sure, and that's language we should encourage and celebrate, but also a mission team, engaging in the work that Jesus has for us to go and make disciples of all nations. One final thing, and I promise I'm done, and look, it's even before two, excellent to be on time. Um, Especially if you're new, when you're choosing a church, by all means, I encourage you, uh, think about the music at the church or or the community, and please, 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 please prioritize um, faithful teaching from the Bible. But can I also encourage you to listen to Jesus' words from Matthew 28? Find find somewhere that will help you get stuck right in with Jesus' mission to go and make disciples. I would want to find a church that will help me do the hard stuff, deny self, pick up my cross, and follow him. That is why our mission statement as a church is that we're passionate about knowing Jesus and and making him known. If you don't believe me, go into the St. Andrew's Free Church website right now. That's what it says. Um, And that's what we wanted to kick off um, our student lunches this year with. Thank you so much for your attention. Uh, It's very kind of you, especially after a a sermon this morning and the morning service. Why don't I pray for us all? And then I think maybe Erin will tell us what's happening next in terms of tidy up and what you can do to to help us make that really easy and seamless. Um, Let's pray. Uh, Dear God, I thank you so much for everyone here in this uh, room, in this building. Uh, I thank you that you have brought us to one another this afternoon to enjoy lunch, um, to spend time worshipping you um, as part of your gathered assembly, uh, and also to to consider for a few moments um, the Lord Jesus' mission for the church, the job you have given us to do. Uh, I'm so grateful to be part of a church that is a family, uh, where I feel at home, um, but is also a, a mission team where we together partner with one another. to to know Jesus and to make him known, even when that's difficult or or painful. Thank you so much for the Lord Jesus. Thank you that he is the one with all authority. And thank you that in this hard task, he promises to be with us always, till the very end of the age, until his return and when we are with you forever. Unhindered relationship and fellowship. Look forward to that day. Till then, please help us in this mission, because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again, you guys.